What's up and welcome back to another edition of Major League Talk. I am your host, J.D. Johnson. Alongside me always is the Houdini himself, Dean Kanganis, a.k.a. Dino the Bambino. Got it right that time. How we doing? Alongside me always is uh, both the side slingers, Austin and Jimbo. What's going on, boys? What's popping? How we doing, J.D.? I thought Austin wasn't there for there was a second. Like a pause. <laughs> I know. Just gonna, I was like, what? It's three, one, two. It was just such a Going professional on, hello. Just up. Uh, good <laughs> like, afternoon. Handshake. I need a catchphrase. Such Austin, a... you're the, you're the guy that after the 18th hole of a casual golf is just like shakes hands and is like, yeah, we should do this again sometime, guys. All right. Well, <laughs> you like you like write down their numbers. You're like, oh, you want to guys want to grab a bite to eat in the uh, lounge or what? <laughs> sure. I told my wife I'll be home in 45 minutes. I could squeeze in a couple more holes. <laughs> yeah. Get boned. Well, welcome back. This is episode 17, the Todd Helton edition. Uh, you guys know what today was or today is? It's over. But Cooperstown. Correct. 2019 induction. The induction ceremony was today in Cooperstown, New York. Uh, it's a special day, obviously. We're going to go over who was inducted, who are the new inductees. Uh, do you guys have anything that's, that's just like your favorite part about this day? Not really. Anything? Right, well, here's what's going to happen, all right, J.D. You're going to talk for about about 15 minutes on Mo, and then just mention everybody else's name, and then you're going to move on to the next topic. I'm just giving you a rundown of what you're going to do. So you can go ahead and go ahead and get started, though. Let me just clarify something real quick. Um, I will never understand why the Baseball Hall of Fame is located in such a shithole town. If you've ever no 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 no, that's what you're saying. Okay, first of all, this is a shithole, but that's where like, no, that's where, like baseball started, dude. What, 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 JD, what are, you, are you trying to tell me it's a nice town? No, I'm not. Wait, there's let's go over there. this real quick. What do you, what do you mean by like? Is, is it just like run down type? Or no, like dude, it's to literally do? it's like, the Hall of Fame. Games. It's it's those baseball fields for the Cooperstown thing, and that's it. Like, th- there's there's literally nothing to do there other than go to the Hall of Fame. Okay, agreed on that. I thought you just meant that it's like run down. It's disgusting. There's trash everywhere. I was about to say, no, it's no, 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 that's New York City, but that's not the point. <laughs> the point is still the greatest city on earth. The point is, is like. Nothing going on. I walked around Cooperstown at night and was more scared than walking around Miami at night. I thought it was going to get haunted. I mean, that's what I'm saying. They had to have filmed at least three of the four um, Amityville Horror remakes there. (laughs) (laughs) All right, yeah, now I agree with you. I thought you were saying that it was just, like, very trashy. I was about to say, are you crazy? you, you, You could sneeze, and you're like, oh, gosh, we just drove past Cooperstown. Like, that's what's going on. Dude, like, yeah, there, there is nothing to do there. What do you mean? It's pretty. Like, how, how yeah, much? Yeah, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. Yeah. But how much does that budget cost to clean one street? I mean, I will say I could, I, <laughs> I could be able to sit there for like a nice, like four day vacation. No, 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 no. Lost if your you, mind. Bro, Cooperstown is like Dude, eight there's days. There's so much. If you're a huge baseball fan, just going in all the stores. Like nah, I was nah, 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 nah. That that lasts for like two days. All right, you can you can walk around Cooperstown for like a day and a half, and like the Hall of Fame, 
You walk through the stores for like two hours, and after that, you're done, dude. Bro, that's a stretch. I, I can do that entire thing in 10 hours, and that's a stretch. Like, well, I'm not going to walk around. I'm not going to walk around the actual Hall of Fame and read every engraving. Yeah, dude, I'm not reading all of the little notes next to, oh, on this day in 1987, this person threw a no-hitter, and this was his left shoe. Like, I'm not reading all of the stats for that. Well, look at it and be like, oh, that looks cool. Next. You know, like, let, let's call it what it is, JD. Like, don't tell me you didn't go there and just go straight to the Yankee section or or, or, look, <laughs> or, or look for stuff that was like, like Soriano's, like Soriano's all-star bat where he hit like two bombs or something, three bombs, whatever it was. Like, that was cool to me. He was a Yankee. But like, I'm not like, like the, uh, the a league of their own, like the girl stuff, that stuff was pretty cool. And then after that, it was just like, okay, like I got to put my, my eyeball in this little like projector and like watch this shit. And then you, you walk around the whole place just to get to the final part, which is like everyone's plaque, like. I would have just taken the express ticket if they were available and just took me right to that area. And the gift shop. The gift shop's sick. Gift shop's dope. Gift shop's so dope. Oh, my God. How much would you give to get to go like underground and see the stuff nobody sees? I don't like going underground. <laughs> Devin, <laughs> Devin did that. One of our buddies did that, and he said it's, it's, it's just a bunch of boxes. He said, unless somebody's there, like, pulling things out and showing them to you, then it's not that cool. Yeah, I, I get that now that you said that. They probably, because there probably is so much stuff, I'm sure they don't even know what's in there. Like, they know what's in there, but, like, there's just, like, crap thrown everywhere, I'm guessing. But, yeah, uh, the Hall of Fame induction ceremony is obviously a very important and cool day for uh, baseball. Um, you get to see the behind-the-scenes stories, uh, uh, their career paths, and uh, for all the baseball players. Uh, the players that were inducted today, we're going to go over them by, one by one. You already know my favorite's going to be Mo, but just hear you guys. Uh, Mike Messina was inducted today. He went in with uh, no logo, actually, on his cap. He spent both uh, his career with two teams, the Baltimore Orioles and the New York Yankees. He basically split. I think he spent with the Orioles 10 years and eight years with the Yanks, and he didn't really want to choose anything. You guys got any special moments, anything about Messina, the Moose? I just think Mo should have went in as an Oriole. Why is that? I don't know. I was looking at his stats the other day, and like, I think the only reason why he was torn was because he won a title in New York. But you're saying he did more for his career and for the Orioles with the Orioles than he did for the Yankees? Yeah, I mean, if you take him off the Yankee staff, do the Yankees eventually replace him? Yes, but like... You take him off the O's staff, you know, and, and, and the only reason why, you know, my, my mind goes to, wait, Moose didn't win a ring, did he? No, he got there in 2001. He lost, he lost he, he left, the D-backs. He left the year before. That's what it was. Yeah, and he left in 08. He didn't leave, or he was yeah. there for 09. Well, and, and that's the thing is, like, I looked at this and, like, like Moose had Moose went twenty and nine at the age of thirty nine with the Yanks. Like his record for the Yanks was actually pretty damn good. Um, I just go and I lo I look at the Orioles stats. You know, every All Star appearance was with the Orioles. He didn't have one with the Yankees. If it were me, which 
understand. I don't know the backstory here. You know, maybe maybe he had a um, uh, some sort of um, revenge or or um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, whatever. Maybe he felt a certain ill will against the Orioles when when contract talks came about. Maybe he didn't feel comfortable with that. Maybe his teammates in in New York. You know, like maybe there was just something that didn't that didn't push him in a direction. You know what I mean? Like, obviously I don't know. I'm just, I'm just speaking, but there had to have been some sort of reason why he wasn't pushed towards a sort, a certain team. If he didn't win a world series or make an all-star appearance with the Yanks. I mean, yeah, but at the same time, I mean, he had like, he had the exact same amount of seasons with both, um, organizations so i mean if you're looking at purely from a tenure standpoint then you can't make that decision but i mean at the end of the day he was he was a piece for both teams and so it's it's kind of it's gonna be hard for him to just pick say you know i don't know i don't know did any of you guys watch the actual ceremony no i was in a car i got all the highlights though from like the... I, I didn't. I was up to like 5 a.m. watching episodes of Better Call Saul, so I think I slept for it. I saw Rivera's induction speech. That's it. Oh, I like I, I kind of skimmed through it. I mean, I watched. I actually really watched the whole thing, but I was like on my phone on and off. I don't know. I like watching it. Like there was a story Mike Messina was saying, like he would have never wanted to go to New York. He said he he hated the big city, he hated the big lights, and he just got a call from Joe Torre the first day on the when he was on the free agent market and he was just like, Hey, we want you in New York. And obviously the rest is history. I mean, when he was a kid, he, uh, rode his bike down. He lived in a small town actually near Williamsport in Pennsylvania. And he rode his bike down to the field cause he was on a rec team when he was eight years old. They didn't really have any travel ball teams or anything. And he went down there and nobody was there. So he rode his bike all the way back home and said, well, nobody was there. I'm going to go in and I'm not going to play baseball for, I guess, another year. And his mom said, no, you go back, and he went back and fell in love with baseball, I guess, so now he's a Hall of Famer, so that was pretty cool. But yeah, next guy, uh, Roy Holiday, uh, Brady Holiday, his wife gave a speech, obviously, Roy Holiday uh, passed away, what was that, October-ish? October, yep. Yeah, um, that was obviously very emotional for her and her family, you just saw it, like basically everybody's face uh, that was there while she was speaking, I mean, it was pretty... He's pretty upset, but I mean, you could just tell that he was just such a great guy and, you know, even a better dad. Don't you guys think? I'm going to say, his kid is disgusting. <laughs> let, me, let me put that out right there, okay? Penn his State. Is gross. His kid is going to be so good. You heard it here first. Isn't his kid committed to Penn State? Yeah. Yeah, he, uh, didn't, he didn't take the draft, right? No, he didn't. No. Yeah. But, um,. Yeah, Roy, workhorse, insane. I, I like. I don't. I don't know if I even want to say anything. Um, I'll just say it. Whatever. I don't understand why you're getting in a plane. I'm not being like. I'm not being a dick. You know what I mean? Like I feel for the family. But I don't understand why. And this is just me speaking. I would never get in a plane by myself. Well, he had his pilot's license. I, and he I, bought a plane for himself. Yeah, I have a driver's license. Yeah, you know well, I, mean? I mean, that's what he wanted to do. Like, I mean, 
he's rich, he's famous, he can do whatever he wants. Like, he's retired. That's what he wanted to do, I guess. I, he I liked just, flying the planes above the water. Like, that. that's what his plane did. Like, it was like a water type of plane or something like that. It just, like, the, the thought of that scares the shit out of me. That's fair. And I'm sure he yeah. did it. I'm sure he did it a hundred times, a thousand times. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not, I'm not sitting here saying like, it's not the, like the first time he went up there and like crashed. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like, like even when I, even when I fly from like Fort Lauderdale to Atlanta, I'm nervous. Oh yeah. I hate planes. I, I would love to, I, I would way rather drive anywhere. Yeah, I'm yeah. driving to Kansas. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, like that sucks. That's my only point about the whole thing is like, I, like I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not making fun of the guy. I'm not, I'm not being disrespectful. It's just I'm, I'm looking. I'm trying to understand like, like I, like, and maybe it's because he is a pro at, or was a pro athlete and flew, probably every third, fourth day, where he just got so accustomed to it that it, that's just a, a natural thing for him. But for your average civilian, like. You know, I'm I'm not I'm not jumping for joy if if someone says, "Hey, like, let's get on my private jet and go here." Like, no, I don't I don't want to go on that. I'd rather drive. Yeah, but Hall of Famer, great pitcher, the Doc with perfect game in my in Florida actually. Then you guys ever go to that? I know Logan O'Neill went. Who did he go in under Philly or, or or Blue Jay? No logo too. He didn't put a logo on either. What do you remember yeah. him as? Me, Philly. I remember, because I remember him like, pitching a no-hitter. Like, starting to watch baseball. Philly, because I wasn't, like... It, yeah. He pitched the perfect game in Florida, so, like, I mean, any kid in Florida that was, like, well, I was, like, probably eight years old, you got, like, Jimmy was, like, what, seven, Austin was eight. Like, I think you remember him as a, as a Philly more. You remember him pitching uh, the no-hitter in the playoffs against the Cincinnati Reds. What was that? That was 2008. Yeah. I mean, that's, what, that's how I remember him, because that's when, like, I really grew up and I, like, really watched TV. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I remember him on both, but I, I think he I, – I remember him as a Philly more just because of – obviously, I was living in that area, and when the Phillies went from basically nothing to being a, a dominant team for three or four or five years in a row, um, you just kind of – you know, remembered yourself, or I, you remembered him as a Philly. But I mean, you know, I, I, I did his wife make that call? That's that's the interesting question. Yeah, the whole family decided on that together because they didn't want to choose. Yeah, it's probably a smart move for them. I mean, they're in a no-win situation. Yeah, uh, Harold Baines uh, was also inducted. Obviously, today finished thirty-fourth all-time in RBIs and twentieth all-times in most games ever played. That was kind of shocking to me. Like, I knew this guy was good. You know, I wasn't really a, like, I, I've, Harold no, Baines I, I wasn't really a, a is live not person, a Hall of Fame baseball player. Yes, he is. <laughs> no. Yes, he is. He never, no, 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 no. He never had a 200 season. He never scored 90 runs. He never hit more than 30 bombs. He never hit more than 35 doubles. He never finished higher than sixth in OPS. And he never finished in the top eight in MVP voting. But he okay. played 22 years and batted with like what a 300 batting average and 300 home runs. No, okay, fine, it's pretty good. Okay, but he's he was he's the Hall of Average. 
He yes, was just agreed. good enough to play for 22 years. He is not good enough to be in the Hall of Fame forever. Dean, can you fact check this? Was I even alive for this? Like, I really, I don't really remember him at all. Uh, he, retired, he retired in 2001. Yeah, 2001. Oh, yeah, I was born that year. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I don't remember him at all. I've heard of him. It, it's, it, it's hard because you look at his last five seasons. His last five seasons, he didn't play over 96 games in any of those. Um, you know what I mean? Like, if, you, if you're sitting here trying to break this down individually, you're going to say no. But if you look at his overall body of work, you have to say yes. Wins above replacement, approaching 39, 2,800 hits, a 289 career batting average, six-time All-Star, a silver slugger. Like, you have to – when you look at his overall body of work, you, you got to put him in. But once I, you put him in, then you bring up the point, and I've heard it, and I've heard like eight people say it, and I'm going to be that guy again. But Don Mattingly didn't get in, but Harold Baines is. No, I agree with you. You know what I mean? Like, it's tough to look at this. Like, it's, it's really hard to, to, to look at, at, at statistics and comparisons and wonder why certain guys haven't gotten in or didn't get in. Like, it's, it's hard to do it. And I think a lot of it is just the time frame of which he's on the ballot. Who he's say, Like, if you put, you put Baines and Mattingly next to each other, it's, it's, it's night and day, okay? Baines, granted, all right, he had another eight years on his playing career, but Mattingly hit 307 to Baines' 289, okay? Their OPS, Mattingly's was 127, and Baines was 121, that's OPS plus. Mattingly had a war that was five higher, okay, in six, in, sorry, not 600, in eight less years, Mattingly had a war that was four higher they had an equal amount of doubles Baines had 600 more RBIs Baines had 700 more hits they're both six-time all-stars and Mattingly won MVP well and Mattingly was a was a three-time silver slugger and a and a uh nine-time gold glove you know what exactly. I mean and that, and that like I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not going to disagree with you. Like those numbers are are Hall of Fame worthy. I think the only thing is when you look at the 14 years compared to the 21 or whatever it was, I'm sure that swayed a few people. But even if you knock off the five years to end Baines's career, you're still looking at 16 versus 14. Mattingly still gets in. I, I, the I only I, the only category Baines ever led a year in was slugging. That was in 1984. Yeah, like I don't think I don't think I can debate whether or not. Baines should be in or should not be in. I think it's just and, – and, and Mattingly versus Baines, I think it's just one of those things where I think both should be in. I think that, that should be one of those podcasts where we talk about guys that have gotten shafted. Do you think it's getting too lenient? Absolutely. I agree with that too. I think it is. But then again, I also think that they – like you said, they snub people that really should get in. And Austin and Jimmy, I know you're going to disagree with me on this. But I've said this, like, I, when he was first, like, he, I think he got, I honestly think he got, like, 0.8%. And it was just a really hard year that to, like, get in because you obviously only have, like, a limited amount of votes. So it was just a really hard year to even get by. And I think it was 2014, actually. And Bernie Williams is never going to get, like, on the ballot again. And I just, I'm not saying he's a Hall of Famer, 
but he deserves consideration. Look, I mean, at he's the end a of the day, right? hitter. I mean, I mean, he didn't play. A, he didn't play a long time, but for the amount of years he played, he was very good. He Look, was I don't want to be dynasty Yankee team. Like, I, I he deserved consideration. I'm not saying I don't want to be. I don't want to go off on a tangent here, and I'm not. And obviously, I'm not. I'm not a big Yankees guy. Okay, Manley should have gotten in. Bernie should have had a consideration. But at the end of the day, you know, you're up against the players you're up against, and you have a limited amount of time. Manningly got shafted. Baines didn't. Uh, Bernie got shafted. You know, it's just it's tough shit. It's tough, dude. It's tough. Like I, I don't, I don't. First of all, and I'm not being biased. I think Bernie should have gotten in, but I think I, JD. I think part of your your mindset, which is mine, which is if you eliminate all the guys with the steroid allegations that are not getting votes, it opens the door for other players to get in. So that maybe that's why you see the leniency a little bit. But yeah, I mean, if you think about it, if Griffey or, or not Griffey, if if Bonds was available, McGuire was available, Sosa was available, um, A-Rod was available, Clemens was available. You know what I mean? Like, now you're talking about five or six guys that are going to get in automatically, but now they're getting eliminated right off the bat, and, and you're still getting, you still have to put a vote somewhere. Okay, now very quick, think- like literally 30 seconds on this. Why is Barry Bonds, like 30 seconds, seriously, why is Barry Bonds still on the ballot but someone like Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, Jose Canseco is completely gone? If we're talking about steroids. Because I think Bonds had a, a, a longer tenure when it was clear he wasn't on steroids that was more impactful statistically than any of the others. Yeah. Like when he was on the Pirates, he was still gross. And he wasn't on steroids. But he was still disgusting. He, he was. No, like, like honestly, he wasn't on steroids. Look, hot take before we uh, switch topics. Barry Bond should be in the Hall of Fame. Next. Yep. Uh, I don't know about that. Yes, same. All right, Edgar, Edgar Martinez was also inducted today. He's really the first DH to get inducted, which was pretty cool. I mean, the Honest. whole thing with, like, he had to train his eye always with the lazy eye. I mean, that's pretty cool. What do you guys think about that? I didn't even know he had a lazy eye. Yeah, he, he did these drills every time before games to keep his I, – I think it's his left eye. Or no, his right eye, I think. That's lazy. And he had to do eye exercises before every game so he could see the, the ball the right way with his vision. And, you know, I mean, for a guy that had, like, something like that, basically like a disability, I mean, to see the ball and hit the ball, like, that's something huge, obviously, in baseball. For him to, like, overcome that and be a Hall of Famer, I mean, what, he has, like, 400 home runs. He's considered one of the best hitters of all time. He obviously has the designated hitter award named after him it's pretty great I'm glad he got in it was his last year too i mean i'm a i'm a firm believer that in 2003 he was an all-star hit 24 bombs had 98 rbis at the age of 40 yeah like there are guys in their prime that aren't going to put up the numbers like that i mean it's the same with uh messina i mean he put up 20 wins when he was 39 that's what i mean it's like that's a different that's a different breed of a baseball player. Was it 20 once? Yeah, he went 20 and 9 in 2008. Oh, no. Yeah. And that, was the, and that, was, the the last, head. that was the last year in uh, old Yankee Stadium, too. So I understand why he retired, but all he had to do was sign a, a minimum contract. He would have walked away with a ring. Yeah, but, I mean, hindsight's 2020. Ain't that the truth? 
Lee Smith also got in uh, through the Veterans Committee. Actually, he didn't get in through like the voters' ballot or whatever. I'm not sure really how the Veterans Committee works. I know it's after a certain amount of years after you were knocked off the ballot, right? But you had to have a certain amount of votes while you were on like the original ballot. Isn't that how it works? Look, I don't know how it works, but Lee Smith is one of the most is a criminally underrated reliever in baseball history. Um, he had almost 700 relief appearances. No, he had. Did he have 700 relief appearances? Doesn't he have the most? Uh, 1,022. Way off. <laughs> it was, you know what? Close enough. Um, but, I mean, he had at least 30 saves in 10 different seasons. Um, he had, I think, 169 saves where there were more than three outs. 170, maybe. I think it was 169. Give me a second. Yeah, 169 saves and more than three outs. Um, played for eight different teams, which, I mean, it's impressive over a 17-year career. So, I mean, I don't know how the veterans committee works, though. His record's a little alarming. He's a he's a closer. He, You're not going to have a big-time record. Somehow... Racked up 92 losses in a closer role. Which he, he put probably, 92 blunt saves. Yeah, but he, he probably wasn't, he probably didn't come up as a, as a closer. Yeah, yeah as a starter. You know, like that, that's. He was, just, he was the long, he was kind of like a long relief guy for a while. He started his first three, his first three years that attributed to not, to 11 of his 92 losses. But I mean, like, uh, what, I, as a Yankee fan, I'm spoiled when I look at blown saves because there was a time period w- w- with Mo that that you didn't. With the second the game got to the ninth, you could shut it off. Yeah, and that gets us to the next guy and the final guy, Mariano Rivera. Mo, the Sandman, has been inducted into the Hall of Fame, and I don't care what anybody says, he's the greatest relief pitcher to ever walk on this planet. No one's arguing with you on that. No. All right, well, he, before this podcast, you said that, oh, we're going to hear J.D. I'm not going to go into a whole like rant and a whole bunch because everybody knows he's great. Yeah, but no, I was, just, I was waiting for you to talk amazing. about him for, yeah, great I'm just, guy. I'm, I'm just trying to figure out how he didn't get his tits lit. <laughs> yeah, like, throwing one pitch. It's and, incredible. And, it really and, is. That's what I'm saying. Like You knew it was coming. Like Brad Lidge got away with just throwing a slider for a long time, and eventually he got hit. Mo threw one pitch for legitimately 14 years, 15 years, whatever it was, whenever he, he transitioned out of a starter role, whatever. I would have to go back and look at it. But that's not the point. Point is, is like this guy threw a cutter. It's not like he was throwing an e-fit, a knuckleball, whatever it was. He was throwing a cutter. A, a, it a- was moving three to four inches, and it was coming at 95, 96. And, and no one hit it. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, like, I, I don't know if that's a knock or if that's like, you tip your hat. That, that's what I'm saying. I'm trying to understand it. Like, it's not like the cutter is the best pitch in baseball. Like, just. Oh, and that's the other thing. Like, it's great and all, and it's a heart heartwarming moment between two all stars, not two all stars, two Hall of Fame members. But if I see one more picture of the ball that he kept in his locker from Roy Holiday, I'm gonna throw my phone across the hall. <laughs> But yeah, that basically wraps up the Hall of Fame talk. Congratulations, obviously, to six of them. I think it's six. Yeah, all six of them. 
Uh, that's great. Hopefully it'll be more. We'll be voting pretty soon, actually. It's kind of crazy how it keeps going around and around and around. But it's time for the fact of the pod. Uh, this is where we tell you an interesting fact about baseball history. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I have Anything one more fact. I have one more fact. Uh, not one right, more fact. Have... more statement. Okay. Go for it. All right. Mariano Vera from 2008 to 2013. Okay. He had 333 strikeouts. Okay. How many of those were with the cutter? Probably 75% of them. Hold on. 293. No, damn it, bro. 48 were with the four-seamer. I don't, I don't even get a freaking guess. Okay. Well, <laughs> what were you going to guess? I was going to guess 330. Okay. Well, it was you're close enough. Sorry. That was well, my bad. Time for the fact of the pod. Pretty interesting one. Um the phrase walk-off home run didn't apply before the 1920 season. If a player hit a home run in the bottom of the ninth inning or the bottom of an extra inning before 1920, the home run was actually credited as a single, double, or triple, depending on how many bases it took to for the winning run to advance. For instance, if the score was tied in the bottom of the ninth inning with a runner on third, if the batter hit a home run, he would only be credited with a single because it would have just took the guy one base to get on. So this brings us kind of back into the discussion that we were talking about. Obviously, don't need a whole 30-minute like argument about it, but is Barry Bonds really the greatest hitter of all time that you two keep saying? And I think it's Babe Ruth because Babe Ruth was probably snubbed of a couple home runs, don't you think? Okay. All right. All right. Okay. There is no way... You're going to tell me that however many walk-off home runs, babe, in air quotes, walk-off home runs Babe Ruth hit has anything to do with how good he was a hitter. Okay, and here's another thing, too, that a lot of people don't think of. How many at-bats did Babe Ruth have? I'm, pretty, I'm sure Dean knows this. And how many at-bats did Barry Bonds have? That's all I have to say. That proves my point. He had don't, I'm I, I don't I don't have it in front of me because I know you guys are looking it up. I'm pretty sure Barry Bonds had like a couple thousand more at bats than Ruth, Babe Ruth had. Ruth had about eighty four hundred. Yeah, I know Ruth had eight thousand. I'm pretty sure Barry Bonds had twelve thousand. He had ninety eight hundred. Oh, it's not as much. Well, maybe it was some. Maybe it was another uh, big power hitter. But that's exactly my point. I mean, what? That's almost another what? Two thousand at bats. Okay. But steroids? No, 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 and more at bats, and more at bats. No, 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 And home runs weren't even counted back then for a certain time period when Babe Ruth played. JD, 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 Jimmy. Let me enlighten you on a fact called the four pitch walk. <laughs> yes, I know, but like I actually have to... another. Wait, 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 wait. Would you like me to continue? No, because or... I know what you're gonna say. Okay, I have another fact that kind of contradicts my point, but I also thought it was. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did did he ever hit 370 in a season, Babe Ruth? Did he ever hit three? Did he ever hit 370? <laughs> did he hit three? Did wait, did did he hit three? Seven? Did he have another yeah. 2,000 at-bats? Right, he did. He did. And he hit 390. He hit 370 a lot. 
<laughs> Shut up now. You're making a fool of yourself. But I'm going to kind of make a fool of myself. Wait, wait, wait. wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. Place. What? Yeah, 1923 hit 393. All right. Yeah, we don't talk about it. All right. Another, okay, I'm sorry. In the wait, early I days of baseball, much of the first part of the 20th century was known as the dead ball era. And it wasn't until the early 1920s, so this is kind of the same time period, that balls started flying out of the stadium at a much more rapid pace up until the 1930 season in the American League. And in 1931 in the National League, a player was credited with a home run if a fly ball was, was hit that bounced on the playing field and then over. So basically a ground rule, a ground rule double. Okay. It was reported that none of Babe Ruth's home runs were a bounce variety, which I kind of doubt. There was probably like a couple, if you had to guess. But they oh. said a lot of Lou Gehrig's were, uh, home runs were credited for bouncing over the fence. So kind of oh. contradict myself there. Okay, another thing, by the way, because I have a statement on this, but do you think that the balls in the current Major League sphere are juiced or what? We already talked about that. We said 100% yes. We did? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Because I, they are. I'm just making a statement. Yeah, 100%. But, 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 but like, here's the thing. is like Ruth was able to do what he did while also going 94 and 46 on the bump with a 2-2-8 ERA. Yeah, excuse he's me. Also, he's also facing seventy. Oh, give me a break! You know how much bigger the fields were. You know how much like looser the baseballs were. They weren't even like stitched. It was batting practice, dude. <laughs> With a five hundred foot fence, it's the not. The just four hundred and eighty feet. That's I, that's that's what true. That's yeah, true. That's... Okay. All right, JD, JD, JD. You made your points. I made JD, I, I JD, made my points. That's all JD. I gotta say. End New York discussion. was not a big ballpark. Okay, but it I'm saying not. back then the, the the fields were bigger. Oh, oh, well, hold on a second. Old Yankee Stadium, the home run fence was the black in center field. What? Yeah, it's that it's, dude. That is like five. Field, right field was a fucking chip shot, dude. No doubt, but center field was still four seventy. I understand that he's a lefty hitter, dude. He's pulling every baseball. Okay, but uh, you want all these balls? Maybe, maybe. Okay, all right. Sorry, go ahead. But but still, like, you, you, so what are you gonna say when Judge hits a ball in the in the front row in Yankee Stadium? It's a cheap home run. No, I'm not saying that. Okay, well, if if you were hitting in the major leagues and hit one in the short porch or even down the right field line in Fenway and hit the pole, are you gonna sit there and be like, that was a cheap bomb? I'm not, but I mean, that's that's the outlier. All right, you're not doing that for for. For 30 bombs a year. Okay, but, but so wait, does this go back to bonds? What about bonds? Is, is this where this whole conversation stemmed from? We were just yeah, saying, how, the did, we get, how did we talk about? I don't know how that we, we get. We talk about this way too much. <laughs> because, like, the, the reality of the situation is if bonds isn't on steroids, how many of his bombs end up in McCovey Cove? Probably two. Yeah, but how many? How many are just bombs? How many a are lot. still? How not many of them, of them are still home runs? A lot, not all of them. Oh, but like at the, you can't like it, that's. There's no He's still metric. a skilled hitter. He's still a skilled hitter. Hitter, there's no, either doubt, way. no doubt about that. When when I'm talking about steroids, I do not diminish the fact that they still need to hit the baseball. I'm I'm a firm believer in the fact of like if I took steroids right now, I wouldn't go out there and and be the next you know, Mickey Mantle. All I'm saying is 
I don't know the effects personally of what it does to you because I've never used them. But the point is, is when you have a bunch of people that don't understand what it is, guys like that take a hit because we assume that that is the all, the all power. And it's like a cheat code in a video game. That's how people. It's not, dude. But that's how people perceive it. I know. And like, that's another thing about the common misconception. Barry Bonds. Okay. It's, it was not a lot of, a lot of people think that he didn't even start doing steroids until he got to San Francisco. He was the rookie of the year in Pittsburgh. Like he wasn't a bad, like he was good. Like he was so good. He was so good. He was fast too. And then he got better. He was just a different kind of better. <laughs> like, it's, it's like you can't, there's just so many question marks. Like, you can, say, you can say the same thing about A Rod in Seattle. A Rod was great in Seattle. He didn't need steroids. A lot of these guys don't need steroids. But when you're, when you're tempted with it, when you see guys like Canseco and Maguire just hitting absolute moonshots, making a name for themselves, like Soso and all that stuff, like, like I, I feel like that era was, I don't want to say peer pressured into it, but I, I feel like, you know, when you see all this stuff going around in baseball and the media was going insane for all those guys back then. And, and, and that was, it was just focused on them. And it's like, let me get a little bit of the spotlight. But I don't think even if you if they didn't take if A Rod and Bonds didn't take steroids, they were probably one and two best baseball players of all time, regardless of the steroid usage. Yeah, I mean, and we can go on and look. On at the end of the day, steroids steroid. saved baseball. And keep I, in mind, the pitchers were on steroids too. Yeah, and let's not forget that. You know what I mean? Like it what like so so it, MLB is implementing currently their own way of steroids. To trying to make people want it like baseball again, and that's just juicing baseballs. Yeah, like nobody needs steroids when you're juicing balls. Like, like it. Who gives a shit? I agree with that. Okay, because I found this stat, and I just wanted to share it because I found it, and I wanted to share it because I think it's interesting. Whatever. So through April of 2018. Triple A, like the whole MLB Triple A, hit 551 home runs. Through April of 2019, Triple A hit 960 home runs. And the Triple A league started using MLB baseballs in 2019. So home runs effectively doubled in one year. And the only kind of outlier is that they switch baseballs. That is interesting. So when you're looking at it like that, no one needs steroids. <laughs> like, who gives a shit? And you could always make the argument. Now, I know you're not going. To, no one is because of integrity or some bullshit. But <laughs> if someone's on steroids, who the fuck cares? Good for them, dude. Like, I don't know. Whatever. I mean, we can go on and on and make a whole episode about this. So maybe we'll do that in the offseason, actually. But now to just the daily week in baseball news. I mean, ejections, many bench clearings, 
almost brawls have happened around the whole league this week. Let's go back to when Jake Marisnik absolutely, I don't even know, like just to Jonathan, to Jonathan Lucroy. I mean, me and Dean talked about this like two weeks ago. Jake Marisnik was domed almost in the head against the Angels in Look, L.A., what was it, three days ago? This is obviously for the whole Luke Roy catching situation. Look, my issue with it was it was at his head. Okay? Like, exactly. he was suspended. Like, he... But throw at his hip. Like, if you want to make your message known, throw at his hip. You don't got to throw at his fucking neck. And you know what I think is the best part? Like, not the best part. Like, just, like, the craziest part? How Jake Marisnik was just so calm that he got, like, a 96-mile-an-hour ball just thrown at his head. And he didn't care. It was 90? I thought it was 96. Was Either way! He just yeah, got a ball 90 miles an hour at, at your dome? And he was just so calm. He walked to first, put his bat down, like, all right, I deserve that. Like, what? No, How did he down? I thought the big scumbag thing, like, even more than throwing at his neck, was picking off the next, the next play. Was picking off. And then... And then uh, Pujo started jawing at the dugout. And then Marisnik is like, wait, guys, what's going on? I'm fine. I don't know if you saw the video, but Marisnik's standing on first base during all of this. And Pujols is over yelling it. I don't know who it was. And I just thought Marisnik was professional about it, even after all, all everything had happened. So, I mean, at this point, it was kind of a pissing match between the two teams. And Marisnik was like, guys, what the hell? So, I don't know. Yeah, that was the greatest part about it. He was telling his own teammates to get back in the dugout when they're trying to fight for him. <laughs> I mean, it was it was kind of weird because of that. Like you got you got the guy that got hit being like, uh, guys, it's fine, like keep going. And then you have his team, you know, being big dicks about it. Not big dicks, but hard asses about it. I don't know. Dean Austin. Kind of a weird thing. What do you want me to say? That I fucking loved it? Yeah. Yeah. I loved every part about it. <laughs> Dome or not. Don't even. Yeah. And, I sa- and I said it a few weeks ago. Drill him and, get- and do it the old-fashioned way. And-, and-, and you know what? Marisnik knew it was coming. He was fine. No one got hurt. You know what I mean? Like, did he-, did he definitely try and hit him in the head? Probably not. Probably tried to hit him in the back. Lost it a little bit. But even if he, hit- even if he tried to hit him in the dome, get, get it. Just get after it. Yeah, it's exactly what I want to hear. I love it. I, I absolutely love it. There's no prop. There's no problem with it. Look, like Lucroy literally did. Did he get taken off on a stretcher? I don't even remember. It was so long. Ago. I'm, I'm I, think 90, he, I think he did. I'm ninety percent sure he got taken off on a stretcher. Guess what? You deserve to get drilled in the head, whether you tried to get out of the way or not. I don't even care. And a hundred percent, I'm picking next pitch. And I'm slapping the glove on his head as hard as I can just to make sure he knows. Marisnik handles it like a champ. The Angels are just doing what they have to do, which is like, I'm, I'm going to chirp a little bit. Or um, uh, not the Angels. The um, Astros. Astros. Thank you. The Astros are doing what they have to do, which is just chirp a little bit because, you know, you have to. You know, if they sit there and just take it like a bunch of bitches, they're not going to get, get rolled on. So every single part of that, I was all for it. All for it. And even if he got drilled in the head and was out two weeks, I'm still all for it. Not like I want anyone hurt. That's not the point. But and we, but what? But you can't dish it out and not expect it to come back. 
Yeah, and we all know, all of us on this podcast know, if you ever truck one of Dean's catchers, especially Jimmy, oh my God, you're going to hear it. <laughs> True story. Well, I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, and I, and I remember specifically going out there and telling Sean Walters, and Sean Walters, I hope you're listening to this. I told <laughs> drill the next fucking guy in the head. And he you said, know what his response was? I, what I, arm I, slot? No, he said, I, 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 <laughs> that wasn't his response. All right. Little uh, guys, we're going to take, take it back a couple years, a little backstory here. My eighth grade year? Yeah. yeah, eighth grade. My eighth grade year, JD's in Austin's freshman year, playing a little JV home game. Dean happens to be the head coach of the JV squad. Okay, we're playing some big douchebag team. Who knows? They were terrible, right? Little chip shot in a right field. Somebody throws in. I'm behind the dish, you know, being, a, being an absolute dude. Catch a ball. <laughs> go to put the tag down on the guy uh, coming home from second base. I get leveled. All right, I weigh 120 pounds. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the first one to say that. I was a little pussy. You know, I held on to the ball like a freaking champ. Okay. <laughs> like a beast. I haven't even stood up yet. And Dean's out in the dugout giving this kid the biz. <laughs> Austin runs behind the dugout. <laughs> I still never let him live that down. Jimmy. Because you bitched out and you ran and hid in the dugout because you thought there was going to be a fight with big boys. Jimmy, I remember I, I was so Jimmy. confused when Dean ran out of the dugout. I had no idea what was going on. Because JD was wasn't like, paying this. attention because he's a he's an idiot. <laughs> he was I, standing, I was so confused. You were playing third. Yeah, I was. I think, and the guy lost. ran around and you had no idea what was going on. Was I the one that threw the ball to you too? Like uh, on the cut? No. Uh, First of all, let me let me clarify this. One. It was not a home game. It was an away game. Two, um, not a single person moved. And I'm talking about a bunch of kids that when they eventually grew up and were varsity players would take no shit from nobody. But all of a sudden, when it happened, everybody got really tense. Well, and not tense in a good way. Like they, they got kind of scared. No offense. But this was one instance where I, I – and look – I am not condoning hurting anybody. Let me go on the record by saying that. But if you hurt one of my guys, the full intention is for one of your guys to get hurt. That is the, like, and I'm not saying we're going to go out of our way to, you know, step on someone's leg or, you know, like, you know, step on an ankle running down the first. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying we're going to, we're going to take matters into our own hands. So when, when, when it was, when it when, when I asked him to drill the next kid in the head, his response was, I'd rather strike him out. That is the definition. That is the definition of selfish fucking baseball. You By know, the way, you know, I was fine and I finished that fucking game. Of course you did, but that's not the point. The point oh, is champ. When, 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 when you get the middle finger from your catcher, you don't step off. You don't shake. You say yes because it's coming from the coach and you drill him in the back. I don't care if it's at 70 miles an hour. You send a message. <laughs> and that is an absolute pull-down. 71-mile-an-hour heater. Yeah, I, but but that, it, take it one step further. It was private school versus public school. It was small. It was versus big. You know, like, did David pussy out when he saw Goliath? No, he didn't. No, he didn't. And to get back onto more bench clearing, CC and Abiel Garcia, that is CC Sabathia, chatting back and forth. CC was pitching, struck him out. 
he started, he said something. You couldn't really know what he was saying. Garcia goes, you're talking to me? CC goes, no, I'm not talking to you. Bench is clear. Aaron Judge goes to the front, basically. Yeah, let's just get back to the dugout. I'm here. Save the day. CC goes, no one's talking to you. Uh, and then Garcia goes, you better not be talking to me. CC goes, well, you'd know if I was talking to you. And then Garcia goes, oh, you're always the one talking. Eh. Just something stupid to go over real quick. But the big well, part not, that I wanted to it, what? It's not, it's not stupid. It's fantastic. No, I love it. But, I mean, it was just something quick. Nothing really happened. By the way, if uh, any team is, like, listening to this out there and you're part of any organization, don't ever get into a fight with the Yankees. It's your worst nightmare. Well, By the I, way, did you just pull that whole conversation? J.D., we're, wait. I'm sorry. Keep going. The, 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 the thing that I love about this the most is two things. One, CeCe's just an absolute monster, okay? <laughs> and, 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 there's, and I said it before, right? When we did the list of top three guys we wouldn't want to get into a brawl with, I think it was Syndergaard, Bumgardner, and CeCe was my list. CeCe is not a guy I want to mess with. That's, that, that's just for two reasons. One, because... I, I think he's I think he's approaching three hundred pounds and would crush your skull with your bare hand. I think that's one. Two is I guarantee he 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 has a concealed weapons license. I'm convinced he pitches with a nine millimeter in his in his <laughs> And three, the fight didn't happen because when you have CC Judge and Voight <laughs> leading that charge, who who on are who is even in their right mind? <laughs> except maybe me would even try to take one of those guys down. That's a scary lineup. Let me tell you, it's an automatic loss. I mean, like you're not going to do it for pride. The pride aspect of it was getting the dugouts at, out there. The, the pride you, you held on to your pride at that point. But the second you see judge and Voight come out and wave your hand, go, we're not doing this. I mean, obviously, where they're not doing that, and they're lucky they didn't go to the same bar that night because it would have been even worse. Jimmy, would, were you just going to say, like, "Did I watch the video on John Boy?" Oh, I, yeah, I mean, that's the greatest thing ever. Yeah, it is. It's amazing. I, I did watch the video. Yeah, um, I know you did. I was, I, I was the way you're saying it. I'm like, that's not how JD talks. Yeah, it's just amazing. I love his content. It's like great, but uh, big, big, yeah, big time. Yeah, big time shot. baseball dude right there. But save the best for last. Aaron Boone. Arguing balls and strikes. Getting ejected. Oh my god, dude. Savages. Huge. Huge. Just talk about the most like elite move by a manager in maybe the last hundred years. Oh my that god. That was great. Absolute animal, dude. I'm running through a wall when I'm on the Yankees. I see that that night on... When I see when I see that recording that night online, dude, I am going crazy. Okay, I'm stepping in the box and taking ninety one point four off my lip and staying in the game. That first of all, Boone from last year to this year, Boone has has proved why why the Yankees have invested in him. Okay, because not not only has has he corrected his his managerial decisions. But to go out there and say to an umpire who has five, that was his fifth major league game, and to, to, and to use the word 
savages as if they're hunting boar and eating it barehanded just <laughs> is, is ridiculous. And, and what I loved about it the most was he had the balls to, to, to say, I, I heard you, Aaron. At like, no shit you heard me, but you're not doing anything about it. He gives props to Morton, which is even better because you never really see a guy come out and, and, and say anything about it. No, he, he makes sure he tells him, hey, Morton's a damn good pitcher. You don't need to help him out that much. And the picture that I just sent you guys, check your phones, that's the damage Brett Gardner did in the dugout to the ceiling. That was also <laughs> the greatest thing of all time. That's like the best meme ever now. Yeah, I mean, like, that's like, that's like you, you know, like, you, you, what do you want for dinner? You tell your mom mac and cheese and you get broccoli. That's the shit that I would have done. <laughs> All right. The best, the best thing about that, I touched on it a little bit earlier, was the comeback the next day. Voight takes an absolute seed, okay, right off the old face, jogs to first base. Nothing happened, dude. Did I hear fucking Savage? Because this guy's living it out. Right? Aaron Boone proved right not even 24 hours later. Yeah, they I haven't mean, lost since. Actually, elite move. Dude, 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 but even, even, if, even if he got, first of all, even if he got hit and was bleeding on the ground, I expected him to have like an earbud in his ear. Just, just fucking Savage. And he just stands up. <laughs> No, yeah. if, he, if he got cut, he just, you know, gets up there, rubs a little dirt into the old baseball gloves, give it a nice wipe, jogs down to first base. If this like team an, already and then steals the next pitch, if he did that, okay, I'm getting Voight tattooed on the chest. That's a chest piece. Luke Voight, right across the nips. This team's just more fired up, and I, I told you, no, actually, I'm not going to say it. I'm not jinxing anything. Just this team is really good. This is the Red Sox of last year. It is. Can none of you agree with me on that? This is the Red Sox of last year. I stand by that. It is. I have said this all year. This is the best Yankee lineup of all time. I, I, I am standing firm on that. Not because of numbers or anything other than the fact that they are fucking savages in that box. That's the only thing I'm going by right now. I can look at size and numbers and all that, but why? They're being classified in the same realm as Navy SEALs. This also gets us back to the argument, though. Like, We obviously enjoyed all of that, and a lot of this all started with Balls and strikes, obviously the CC thing, it was like it was a ball, really, if you look at it. And then Aaron Boone got ejected for balls and strikes. But th- what about robot umpires? You put that no, back into play to where no, you put robot umpires. No, no. I, I'm, not, I'm against it too, but if you put it back in play, you're taking away one of the great parts of the game. And managers saying their piece in an argument, getting ejected, throwing their hat, whatever. And no. it's what fans like. It's enjoyable. You're taking away that. Okay, so I don't even know why. Here's what you're going to get when you do that. Here's what you're going to get if you get robot umpires. Okay. You're going to get marginally better pitches called strikes. Who cares? Okay, that's part of baseball. All right? It's a chess match, chess match between the pitcher, hitter, catcher, umpire. Okay? Stealing strikes, whatnot. Here's what you're going to get. You're going to get 
because now the top of the zone doesn't really get attacked by hitters. One, because it doesn't get called, and two, because people hit baseballs a quarter mile. All right? So what you're going to get is guys just flipping in 75-mile-an-hour curveballs to the top of the zone, okay, that might cross a hitter's eye plane at his eyes, falls into the back of the strike zone, strike one. That's an impossible pitch to hit, and you're going to get that called strikes now every time because you're saying a robot is calling that a strike because it passes through the zone at such angle, okay? It's going to ruin baseball games. But 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 so what? You're you're gonna have a robe. You're gonna have an automated strike zone, and, and you're gonna take. Are the rest gonna be human umpires at the bases? Or are you gonna review every call? Like you're gonna go to a TV monitor and just say out on the big on the jump. It's not possible. But then again, I didn't think I'd see someone steal first base. That's not gonna happen either. You know, like all this shit that we're talking about that will not it, happen. It, it, I, just the automated strike zone in general. Okay. First of all, it makes no sense. Second of all, I, I'm, I, what are you going to get? You're going to get thousands of dollars damage because some manager out there is going to take a bat and destroy the machine. <laughs> it, it makes no, dude, it makes no sense. Okay. It makes, Dean, or not, not even Dean, but the podcast as a whole. What are your guys' thoughts on two different things? One, three batter minimum per pitcher. And, um, 20 pitch, 20 in, or 20 second pitch clock. I mean, this is a podcast for the off season, but no, it's stupid. Yeah. I agree with JD. That's it. Okay. All right. Fair. I, 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 well, mm, we can read you know what I want to have a podcast on in the off season. Rob Manford's like new rules that he's doing is ruining baseball. I really think he's one of the worst commissioners ever. I, I don't think he's the worst. I don't know. He's first of all, he's not as bad as Roger Goodell. Um, and guess what? I don't know who that is because I wasn't alive. Roger Goodell? Roger Goodell? J.D.? Are you kidding me? Oh, oh, oh. No, I thought we were talking about J.D., yeah. stop speaking. Shout out to Bar School. <laughs> I thought we were... Shout out to Bar School. We're talking about this. I thought you were, like, talking about, like, old, old, like, when you were a kid, and then, like, didn't click, and then, yeah. No. It clicked. First of all, Roger Goodell is a fucking clown. Second of all, um, Manfred's not that bad. I think he's just trying to somehow improve the speed of games. The three batter minimum, I don't mind, to be honest with you. Like, there's a part of me that doesn't mind that. Um, the 22nd, um, I, I, I'm, I'm indifferent about it. I don't think you can put the, the speed of a game on a clock and the flow of it and, and, and the rhythm that a pitcher's in and all that. I don't think you can do that. But the three batter minimum, I, I am not opposed to that at the moment. I just think it's hard to enforce. Very hard to enforce, but I don't think I don't think it's I don't think it's gonna I don't think it would ruin baseball. I think, I don't it, think would, it would either. But then what, what stops somebody from just stepping off the mound and saying, "Hey, my biceps tight"? No, 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 not the twenty second. I'm talking about the three batter. I'm oh, talking about three batter too. Okay, you're talking about if he just well, that's different, and that's the thing is 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 now now teams are going to do that, you know. So you bring up a great point. You're you're not going to be able to enforce it because I can bring in a lefty, and then he, guess what? He goes on. It, if you bring in a lefty in game six of the World Series for one batter and then he says, oh, dude, I, I can't throw, yeah, my bicep's tight, whatever, he goes on the 10-day IL, they win the World Series, no one gives a shit. Not in the 10-day, he just says, oh, um, you know, I did a little rehab after the game, boom, we're all good. Unless Plot they, it in the next day. Unless they enforce it that if you're pulled from a game, you automatically go on a 10-day IL. That's, yeah, but, oh, that's, it's murky, it's murky. Yeah, I don't like it. Now that we've talked about it, don't like it. Next. 
<laughs> Moving Next. on. Absolute pro move. Pro is just an understatement. Uh, pro move today. The Reds getting a mid-game pump in the dugout. Yes, huge, that? huge Reds baseball fan right about now. You know what? Performance on the field has been okay. It's been okay. I think they can still possibly, possibly snag a wild card. Possibly. But what they're doing, you know, getting eyes. Getting eyes on the team again, okay? Using the throwback jerseys. Sleeveless action? Yeah, the 1961 uniforms just had optional sleeves. Brought out the old... uh, advantage of it. Brought out the old uh, 45-pound dumbbell. Just just got after it a little bit. Just got a little better. Just got a little better in the dugout in between in between innings. Hey, you know, got to get a few bicep curls in. You know, sun's out, guns out. Got to put on the show for the fans. Swole's goal size is prize. I mean, am I the only one here that thinks those jerseys are, are hideous? Mm, no, I think they look fine. <laughs> Okay, next. So, yeah, silent, silent part. <laughs> next. Next. Absolute another pro move. Uh, dad at the Mariners game had catch of the year and will win dad of the year. He caught a line drive oh, in his bare yeah. hand while holding his child. Absolute pro move. No, how about the guy? You know, was he the Cubs game? Maybe. I thought guy? it was Mariners. No, 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 it's a different guy. Then it must be because he wasn't holding a baby. He was out in uh, kind of like right, right field, kind of right field, couple rolls back. Okay, little little line drive out there, catches it with one hand, doesn't spill a drop of beer, immediately turns around, tosses the ball to a kid, pounds the beer. Elite. Alpha. Alpha male. I can't even use the word savage anymore. No, no, it's, it's almost forbidden. Okay, next. Next. Well, uh, next time you'll actually hear us, we're going to play a quick game uh, next podcast. I don't think we really have time for that because this is getting pretty long. But uh, So that's all for this edition of Major League Talk. Uh, make sure to subscribe and follow us on social media at Twitter at JD with Sports, uh, Instagram at JD with Sports.co, and Facebook at JD with Sports. Hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, and I almost forgot, best part of the segment or the best part of the episode, Dean, what's your final thought? My final thought is this, and it's a ballsy one. Yanks win the division by 15 games. They're 10 up today, aren't they? Nine. Yanks win the division by 15 games and win at least 100, 108 games. And, and we'll be in the discussion of the 98 Yanks. That's a stretch, 108. Wow. Next hot take. You ready? I'm ready. Cleveland Indians win the AL Central. Oh my God, this guy's an Indians fan. By four games. Would you like me to? Would you like me to explain? Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I don't I, really think it's possible. Okay, ready? I mean, They're I, three games back right now. They're three games back right now. Okay, Twins no starting way. to slip. The Twins are four and six on their last ten games. Indians are fourteen and three. In their last 17 games. They're streaking Indeed, positively. Goes- twins, are, twins are streaking negatively. You heard it here first. They're winning the Central by four games.
next. Here's the thing on that. First of all, they have 10 more games against the Twins, including Thursday, August 8th through the 11th, four games set at Minnesota. Jimmy, if that's going to hold true, it, it, it's up to that series. They're, they're taking three or four out of that series, and this, this, this central division is getting turned around. Lose Bauer or not, Twins are, Twins are winning the AL Central. Next. You mean the Indians? Indians win at AL Central. Next. Wasn't paying attention there for a minute. Nothing else. That's all for Major League Talk. See you next time. You guys got anything else? No. See ya. Follow you into the jungle.